Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sirah, and much more. نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتاب الكريم بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون صدق الله العظيم in this ayah that uh, pretty much we hear this ayah karima in uh, every jumuah khutbah where allah azza wa jal is reminding us to the believers that uh, have the taqwa of allah azza wa jal have the fear of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as allah is uh, supposed to be feared and do not die except in the state of Islam. <coughs> the reason I like to talk about this ayah, especially the subject of taqwa today is because of some of the current events which are going around. Uh, that includes the event of, uh, we heard about the Babri Masjid has been replaced and they have uh, uh, place the uh, what do you call the um, starting stone of uh, to start build, start building the temple instead of the Babri Masjid. At the same time, we are hearing what's going on in Lebanon. Many of uh, the people in Lebanon have been killed in the blast, and uh, and the and, and the list goes on. And the Kashmir issue is going on that uh, 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 the August fifth was celebrated as a one year anniversary of the lockdown of the Kashmir. Um, that reminds us of that. Uh, what is the what is the solution of these problems which we are seeing? We we, we look for solutions at, at least. And uh, I was looking into some of the incidents from the history of Islam. How the issues like this, or even minor issues than that, were taken care by the Muslims at large. And uh, to go into that, first I'd like to talk about a little bit about what is taqwa, the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because all these things, whether we're talking about a solution for uh, individual problem or our societal problem, they're all linked back to the fear of Allah azza wa jal, that is our driving force to act according to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we understand as Muslims that any problems that come up in the world, whether it's individual or societal, the solution comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that solution is the only correct solution that can come up and solve the problem from the root. Once Umar al-Khattab radiallahu he asked Ubay bin Ka'ab radiallahu he asked what is taqwa? And Ubay bin Ka'ab radiallahu one of the famous uh, reciter of the Quran, he said, have you ever taken a path filled with thorns? The man, <coughs> uh, and he said, I, uh, I have. 
And uh, upon which he said, how do you walk when you are walking in that path? And he said that you roll up your, sh uh, your, your shirt and the, uh, whatever you're wearing, you roll it up in a way that you don't get stuck with the thorns. So Bayb Ka'ab mentioned that this is taqwa. This is what means by taqwa. This is what means by fear of Allah Azza wa This is what means by you watch out for your actions that you are undertaking, that you do not get misguided, distracted by, by the shaitan or the ways of the shaitan. Similarly, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa when he opened Mecca, one of the things that he reminded the people of the Mecca at that time, when Mecca was open for Islam, it was conquered. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam recited the ayah from Surah Al-Hujarat, which says, Ya ayyuhal nas, inna khalaqnakum min dhakran wa unfa, wa ja'alnakum shu'uban wa qabaila lita'arafu. Allah subhanahu says, O people, we have created you from one man and one woman. And we have created you, we have made you into tribes and nations. For what? لِتَعَرَفُوا So you recognize each other. Indeed, the one who is honorable in front of Allah is the one who has taqwa, who has more taqwa among you. And Allah is the one who is alim wa khabir, all-knowing and all-aware. So the concept of who is more muttaqi from the other, who has more taqwa, is not up to us, you and me, to decide. It's rather up to Allah Azza wa Jal. And Allah is the one who is well aware of everybody's intentions and actions. And we are aware of that, that it's not the issue of just a good intention is sufficient for an action. An action and intention both have to be according to the commands of Allah Azza wa Jal. Sometimes we get mistaken by the hadith of Rasulullah if we don't look at it from the correct perspective. The hadith that says, The actions are dependent on the niyyah or on the intentions. That the hadith goes on and it says, and then whosoever, whatever action that you do, it is dependent on your intention. And the one who, whosoever, does the migration for the dunya purpose. Or or does it for the woman, that's what he's going to get. Look, in both examples which are given in the hadith, are talking about an action which is halal in Islam. Islam allows, in some cases obliges us, to migrate. So it's an action which is defined by Islam. It ha so action is already has to be according to the commands of Allah Azza wa Jal. But besides that, the niya or the intention has to be according to the commands of Allah Subhanahu wa Intention cannot be something bad. So we cannot think of this way that our we are doing a good action, for example, to show off. It will be, it will be rejected. Similarly, we cannot act against the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and think that we have good intentions so inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward us. It doesn't work this way. Both actions and intention have to be according to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, when we talk about the societal issues which are going on, when I, when I refer to the issue of Beirut or issue of Kashmir or the issue of, 
of Babri Masjid is happening, or the Masjid Al-Aqsa, and even Hagia Sophia. All those things, we have to know that they have to be dealt as well according to the commands of Allah Just good intentions will not be sufficient for that. And for that, I'd like to bring, take us back to one of the examples of the Khalifa Umar bin Khattar radiallahu And before I go into that specific example, I want to just make sure that we understand how Umar bin Khattar radiallahu was before he entered into Falls of Islam. Just few glimpses. He was a tough enemy, if you want to call it, against Islam when he was not a Muslim. He used to beat up some of the female slaves that he had. And one time, when some of the Muslims, they were migrating to Habasha, and he came across one of the Sahabiyya, and he asked her, what, what was she up to? And she mentioned they are, she was migrating, and the other Sahaba were migrating because of, they could not tolerate the, the, the kind of situation Omar and the people like him at that time have created. So, Omar's response was, Allah, that may Allah accompany you. And she mentioned this story to another Sahabi later on, before while they were migrating. And the Sahabi's response to the Sahabiya was like this. Because she said, he said, I think you feel like there's some softness in Omar's stance. And her reply was yes. And he said that the donkey of the Khattab, the father of Omar, would accept Islam before Omar will accept Islam. This is how hard-headed Omar the Khattab was before he entered the folds of Islam. Once he became a Muslim, and especially when he was the Khalifa, <coughs> there are many famous stories that we hear about he was patrolling during the night time to find out the affairs of the Ummah because he was responsible. He understood it well, and he understood what it means by to be responsible over the people. The story mentions like this, that when, while he was, he was on his regular patrol during the night time, and <clears throat> he was with his uh, servant Aslam, and uh, they saw a fire. And he said, oh Aslam, I see here some travelers who are being held up by the night and cold. Let's go. Let's go and see what's going on over there. So Aslam mentions that we went there and we saw a woman with children. And there was a pot set up on fire and the children were crying. Omar said, Salaamu Alaikum to her. And she said, he said, oh people of the light, instead of saying, uh, uh, the people of fire, he said light, because fire could be, mean something else. So he said, oh people of light, uh, can I come close to you? And uh, uh, she said, wa alaykum salam, and he asked her if he can come close to her. And he said, she said, if you are coming with a good intentions, you can come closer. And she, uh, he went closer. And he asked, what was going on? Uh, she said, the children are hungry, that's why they're crying. So he said, why don't you feed her? Feed them. And he, she said, there is no food in the pot, and she is just warming up some water, and just uh, making some noise, so kids will think there is food, and they will fall asleep while they are waiting for the food. So Omar, uh, so Omar asked, may Allah have mercy on the, the woman said, may Allah have mercy on you, Oh, for, sorry, the woman said that uh, 
Allah will judge between us and Umar. So now she did not know she was talking to Umar al-Khattab radiallahu So she said, Allah will judge us between us and Umar on the day of judgment. And Umar's response was, may Allah have mercy on you. How could Umar know about you? And she said, how come he is in charge of our affairs, but he is not aware of our situation? When he took the, the charge, he better know how his ummah is under him. He is accountable for whoever is under him. Look, a woman in somewhere, nowhere, she is, her kids are crying, and she is holding Omar responsible for that. Now, right away, Omar goes back to Baytul Mal with Aslam, his, uh, uh, his servant, and he, he takes up some, uh, some flour, some fat, and on his shoulder, and he starts running back. Now Aslam says, let me help you out with this. And Umar bin Khattab's famous statement at that time was, will you carry my burden for me on the day of resurrection? May you be reft of your mother. And then he took back the stuff on his shoulder to the woman and helped her with cooking the food for the children. And then when the children were fed, he moved away a bit, and start watching the kids until the children fell asleep. And he also told them, and now, now, now the woman, when she saw all this what was going on, she, uh, her response was that uh, you should have been in the position of the Umar. And uh, he said, why don't you come to uh, go to Umar in the morning? And uh, and, and, he, she, and he also said, you will find me around Amir al-Mu'mineen. And uh, the point I'm trying to make here is to understand that how the head of the state is supposed to deal with the affairs of the ummah. And this is, these are the kind of examples we should have. This is our history of Islam teaches us that how to take care of the affairs of the ummah. So when the issue of Babri Masjid comes up, we should not be talking about building a temple in Islamabad. When the issue of Kashmir comes up, we should not be singing songs, coming up new kinds of music, or new kinds of anthems. Instead of we should be moving the armies the way the Kuffar are, not the way like them, but they are moving the armies into the Muslim lands over there. That should be the Muslim's uh, response. Look at the, the response of Umar al-Khattab, even for the, the people he was not aware of how, how they were doing. Not only people, even animals. Once he saw a camel, he, the camel was, uh, had a lot of blood on him, and the, the camel was exhausted. And his response was, I'm afraid that I will be questioned about you even on the Day of Judgment. This is the way a ruler who is implementing the rule of Allah Azza wa is supposed to deal like that. Today because we don't have those kind of a, this kind of a taqwa of Allah Azza wa that we will be asked on the individual basis and on the societal basis if we were living by Islam or not, if we were taking care of the affairs of the people, 
by Islam or not. This is an accountability. This is an, uh, this is a fardiyah. This is a wajib. This is this is obligation on each and every one of us to make sure that not only we as individuals live by Islam, but we live as society uh, as Islam as well. Other things to remember is the thing that motivated Umar to patrol during the night time. Look, when if you think about a person, he has everything you could think of from the dunya perspective, and during the night time, he's just patrolling during the night time. Why would a person go out like this? Except that he, that the awareness that he will be asked by Allah Azza wa was pushing him to act like this. Unlike today's leader, when you ask them about the situation of the Muslims, like the, when Imran Khan was asked about, about the Muslims of the China, or East Turkestan. And his response was, he's not aware of any of the things that are going on there. The whole world is crying, but he is not aware of that. And look here, when the woman is saying, forget about you are aware or not, Umar bin Khattab, you will be asked because you took this chart. And this is the way the Muslims are supposed to look at the situation. And the uh, Look how Umar bin Khattab when he was dealing with his servant. When even he tried to take the burden off of him, his response was, will you going to take that burden off of me on the day of judgment? And that's the taqwa, that's the fear of Allah Azza wa Jal. That moved people like Umar, the one who was very rough before Islam, but when he entered into folds of Islam, the very same Umar was patrolling during the night time. Worried about even the camel that Allah Azza wa will ask him on the day of judgment. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bring us the rulers like Umar bin Khattab back to, back to the ummah so we will see the same justice of Islam not only for the Muslims but non-Muslims and the world at large even the animals will see the justice of Islam. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.